don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. Got my man, David Ajabo. Shout out to That's right. Let him know. Coming to Kane, you best not miss. You're not locking this turn. Zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. Welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. It's the three of us tonight. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. We got time. Say what's up to the people, man. All right, fine. Let's get on it. You take a week off and you think we're like we're we're stupid now or something? No. Well, well, first and foremost, it's never a stupid thing. It's never me just trying to rudely interrupt you and everything. Just say. Just trying to show no, people you love, man. So no, you're, just, you're just trying to you're trying to bait us into it so you can yell "shut the fuck up" at us. Like this isn't our first rodeo. Well, that's fair. You can Either get the new, can you just... can get the new guests. You can get the new guests on it. You can't get you can't get us. That's hey, you know that's fair. Well, <laughs> either way, let's jump into it. So Ravens had a preseason game. The streak is extended to twenty four. They beat the Eagles twenty to nineteen. Tyler Huntley played in the second half. He got a hand tweaked his hammy after what was it the first drive something like uh, that the first drive of the third quarter some bullshit yeah yeah it was early in so, his uh, in his appearance but still he did his drive he scored a touchdown through actually a nice ball to fucking Tylen Wallace and actually caught the back shoulder so hey good for him he's been good in the preseason before so what else is new but Josh Johnson kind of shaky not terrible because he didn't turn the ball all over Anthony Brown. Yeah, it's a little bit of work to do, but it's all right. The Ravens still won 2019. I personally don't give a fuck because it's like, hooray for you. So you have a couple of a couple of Skittles for your 24-game win streak in the preseason. But, Drew, are there any concerns you would like to address regarding that game since it happened? Um, number one, I'm concerned with our fans. Um, I'm all in on the streak. You know, I, I've gone back and forth on it, but, you know, like, fucking, I just never want to lose a preseason game again. I know that they don't mean shit. But it's just it's it's always fun winning. So um, anybody who says you know like purposely end the streak when it was uh twenty to nineteen and we were getting the ball back there, I I said we should bring in Lamar to like make sure we seal the deal. You know like I, I never want to lose another preseason game again. Um, honestly, can, I, can I just interject a, a pro move for for all uh, Ravens betters is do not bet the Ravens before the game because it's they're always going to be uh, yeah, way, minus money way, line. Um, so wait until they go down by a score and then put your bet in. That's what I did. I got plus money on it. So it was a solid bet. I, I bet them when they were down. I think they were down 7 nothing. Maybe it was 10. I've heard, uh, I've heard Penn Entertainment is looking for a new gambling partner. So maybe a zone 32 and, and yeah. Yeah. deal. Yeah. So we'll that's, come that's for my, significantly less than Barstool. So. That's, my, that's my Ravens preseason betting hack is just wait until the other team scores a touchdown and then put your money line bet in and you will get good value. And we will end up yeah. winning the game. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just, we always win. That's, that's pretty much, you know, death taxes, Ravens winning a preseason football game are the three absolutes in life. So, um, you know, other than that, like a lot of, you know, you see a lot of shit online. I think there were three kind of takeaways for me player wise. Uh, number one is Keaton Mitchell is going to make 53 man roster. Um, even with Jacqueline showing back up to practice today. Or yeah, today or yesterday. I don't know yesterday, he matter. was there yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he was there yesterday. Practice today, whatever. Keen Mitchell's going to make the roster because there's no shot that he makes it through waivers and makes it to the practice squad. A and B, like he's just got that, you know, speed, shiftiness, kind of, um, you know, like ability, like like good vision. You know, kind of knows which lanes to take. And yes, it's preseason. I get it. Like he wasn't playing against the best players, but it's just more of a, 
you know, you watch him with the ball in his hands and he, you know, he, he's, he's going to be good. Like I, I think that he's got to make 53. I think a Darius Washington needs like a legitimate shot, especially with Pepe Williams now out until I think Harbaugh said October. I know he had surgery today and he yeah. uh, posted on Instagram that it was successful. So I don't know they say October now, so that realistically to me means like you know mid November he'll be back by. Um, I'll be practicing so with, in October, yeah. Yeah, I'll be practicing in October and actually in games in um, you know November at some point. So I think you got to look at a Darius Washington as like that you know slot corner nickel safety kind of guy. Um, he just again has a nose for the ball. He's a little undersized and he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he just kind of always seems to be there and make plays. And my third takeaway is that. I don't know what the fuck Ben Cleveland did, um, but he, he's not making the team. Like, he had a couple bad plays that kind of stood out on, you know, watching the game. Like, he whiffed on two or three blocks, I think. But, you know, in general, like, he was actually okay. Um, and I, I trust Cole Jackson on this. Um, I don't watch football games and watch the offensive lineman play. I typically go to somebody like him who will study hours of film. And he said, you know, other than those two or three plays that looked bad, like that would stand out to a, a fan who watches football normally, that he had a pretty good game. PFF agreed with Cole, too. So I don't know, like he fucked somebody's wife. He doesn't know the playbook. He's, you know, brain dead. I don't know what his issue is, but he's, the Ravens clearly have no use for him. Like they clearly well, I think they him. do have use for him. The use is he's he's right guard depth because left guard is John Simpson right, you don't was take, like you don't snatching take... souls on, on, I mean, and that's not to say that a preseason game is, is necessarily indicative of, of what they're going to do, but John Simpson looked really good and um, Sal looked okay. So, you know, that's, that's the, the pecking Salah order on looked the left like side. Last year. Yeah. And Philele looked good too. Yeah. So I, I guess when I say that they have no use for Cleveland is you don't draft a backup right guard in the third round. No, like that's not your, so you've you've basically overdrafted him you're now overpaying him because you overdrafted him and so i feel like if there's a situation where they can you know move him and recoup any kind of value for him back i think they will yeah i just don't think they're gonna cut him oh no yeah i i, I can't imagine that they cut him because again you know end of camp there's going to be somebody who has you know offensive line injuries and is willing to look at ben cleveland and say yeah you haven't really worked out in baltimore but you've played on a good team under a good offensive line coach and you know maybe we'll give you a shot here so just like he's he it's just like ben bredesen all over yeah here. same thing yeah ben bredesen had no no business getting you know a fourth round pick in return for him and yet we got a fourth round pick back right so, yeah i mean those are those are really my and and i jinxed james Prochet. um you know, shout out, shout out most on having him on the podcast and great guy. But I specifically said that, you know, Prochet's in on making the team was that he had sure hands on the return and wouldn't do anything stupid with the ball mm-hmm. and then fumbles the kick return. So, um, or punt return. So uh, I feel like that's kind of my fault. I was actually being genuine there too. I wasn't like trolling or being a dick. Like I was, you know, if I, I thought if Prochet was going to be on the 53 man roster, like it would be because of the special teams and the sure handedness. And then he just, you know, must have listened and been like, oh, oh yeah, this guy thinks I have sure hands. Like, fuck you. And even though yeah. it didn't drop until after the game, but that's we can push that nerve. That that was that was really bad. <laughs> yes. I mean, he, yeah. he, he we can't put him back there to field a punt ever again. No, and it was just like that's again. I've spent three years giving that man shit. Like of all the things that he's done wrong in my book, like that's never been one of them. I've never been careless with the football. I would say. Yeah. Other than the one time he threw it into quadruple coverage, that was pretty careless. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's different circumstances. But yeah, that's um, not his normal position. Yeah, but now Duvernay is the primary returner. 
Zay Flowers can get back there and return the ball if we, if we need a spark. And we could put Keaton Mitchell back there to return kicks. Right. Or Justice right. Hill. And, yeah, and I mean, honestly, if you really want to get weird, you put Zay Flowers back there too. So. That's why I said, like, if you if you want to put Zay Flowers back there, yeah. like they used to, like Tyreek Hill used to go back when they were looking for a big play, you could do that. Yeah, you put uh, you could put a, uh, you know, Odell, know, Justice Justice Hill, Odell, somebody somebody else next to him, and you know, put two guys like that back there, and they're not going to know yeah. where to kick it. So, right. I, I don't know. I it's just again, I think I think the pro share is over. Um, is yeah, after is that, that, after that, there's I don't think any player who's a bubble player can survive a play in a preseason game like that the, my 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 only drop or my only hesitancy to say that he's 100 gone is that in my book he should have been gone after year one and like he has you know consistently done nothing to warrant that 53 man roster spot that he keeps you know being given so now i'm like is he like a cockroach in the nuclear holocaust that it just he's he's teflon you can't you can't get yeah. rid of him i guess the other thing that could happen now is if he deflates his own value, like I don't know that another team's going to want to take a flyer. Like you're like last week, Mo was saying he's not going to be on a practice squad. He'll be on another roster. Well, I don't know that another team is going to be willing to take a risk on a guy who, if if his his main attribute that they are looking at is sure hands, and he just made a dumbass play in a preseason game like that, maybe, maybe he does sneak through to our practice squad. And then we have some some wide receiver depth with with NFL experience in on the practice squad. Who knows? I mean, would he want to do that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just saying, like, if that's the opportunity that's presented, then I, I don't know that he has a choice at that point, unless he just wants to go take a break and wait till someone calls. He's got butterfly t-shirts to design, so um, go, he's got mountains to climb. If I get if he gets a hundred yard game in the CFL this year, do I still have to buy Channel Three merch? You said anywhere. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't really think that one through. Yeah. Nope. XFL oh, XFL legend James Prochet. Fuck uh, Christ. Coming soon. Orioles are down five nothing in the first inning. Oh, it's a real shame. I, I, oh man, I, I hate to hear that. That might but be the, the worst thing I've heard all night. He might, he might could have another <laughs> option. He could wind up on somebody else's practice squad. Yeah, I don't watch baseball, so I'm like, eh. But nonetheless, That's fair, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, other than that, I feel like people put a little bit too much stock into preseason games and kind of. Um, you know, they, they tend to freak out. Like, to me, it was really the left guard thing is, is like we've said, is John Simpson looks like that's his job to lose. Yep. Um, you know, he was the first guy. He obviously started the game. But, again, he looked better than Salah. Um, Dude, Kirk that one Carter play, like, that one play where he, he got his block off the, you know, off the snap, and then he was just looking for somebody. And yeah, he, he lit, lit Oh, my God. Um, I think that was um, – oh, my God, the fucking kid, the – Eagles took this year. Jalen Carter. Yeah, I think that was Jalen Carter. It was either Jalen Carter or the or the dude from last year. Who's the Who's the guy that took last Jordan year? Davis. Jordan uh, Davis. That was not that was not Jordan Davis because then he would have like a broken neck. Jordan Davis is too big to hit around like that. I don't well, he was uh, he was engaged with the with um yeah with whoever the center. I think that was Mustafer playing center, and yeah. he actually wasn't bad as a backup center. Um, but again, like I, you know, the, there's not a whole ton to read into there. Um. Other than, you know, like I said, Simpson starting, I, I, there were guys who looked good who probably deserve, you know, more serious looks for roster spots that maybe you weren't getting that before. And I would say that that would be Mitchell and Washington were two kind of bubble guys. Um, even even Jeff Streback had Washington as a bubble guy after the first preseason game. And I think it comes down to uh, Gordon or Mitchell for, um, you know, I guess running back four, you would call it at that point. And I, I think you could probably give that to Mitchell. It just makes more sense. Younger guy doesn't have fumble issues, you know. 
less tread on the tires with Gordon's yeah, career. Yeah, less tread on the tires. So, yeah, and, you know, Melvin Gordon's pretty happy with being on a practice squad and getting rings for that. So maybe we just put Melvin Gordon on our practice squad in case of injury. But, yeah, it, 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 preseason football is weird because people kind of – it's not real football. It's, it's, it's shitty third-string players playing against shitty third-string players. And, like, you kind of have to take everything you see with a grain of salt. But it's – it was it's just nice. Like, it's just seeing... like spring training baseball. Like when you see when right. a pitcher goes out and and uh, the guys are hitting home runs off him, it's probably because he's just going out working on his fastball location. Not that he's like going to have a bad season. It's just they're working on one thing, you know. Right, and and on top of that, you know, you you don't get you don't get actual players. You know, you don't get starting players playing against starting players. So you never yeah. really get a good feel of what these guys can do. It was really. You know, like Zay Flowers, the the speed and the change of direction showed up, and that's fine. But, like, we knew that was going to happen. That's not really a shocking thing to anybody. Right. Um, and he only played that one series anyway. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I think people dig a little bit too deep into it. But it was it was good to see Ravens football back, good to, you know, carry on the streak. That's really all that was important to me is that yeah. we continued the streak. I do think that there is significance to the James Prochet play because Harbaugh takes special teams so seriously. So yeah. a mistake like that, I think – it is it has some significance. I don't know if it's going to be the end of him in Baltimore or not, but I I wouldn't be surprised if it uh is a contributing if, factor. If this is if this the if this is the end of James Prochet, it's because of that play. Yes. That that was the final nail in the coffin if he's gone. Right. And if he's not gone, it's like I said he is a, uh, you know, cockroach in nuclear war and just you, you just you can't kill him. He's just right. he's unkillable. He he'll never go anywhere. And he's going to be a Raven for the next 40 years. Like that's yeah. really, he's going really to end up, two options. There. He's, going to, he's going to end up being the head coach at some point, And then yep. the president the of the team. And then he's going yeah. to own the team. Yeah. Yep. He's going to, it, he's going to just, re- rename them the, uh, the Baltimore butterflies. Yeah. Fucking, you know, redesign all the jerseys. And yeah, I just, I mean, those are really your only two outcomes. Cause I, Jake is right that, I mean, he could, or you're right. He could be a practice squad guy, I guess, but. I just don't see it. Like I, I don't. I don't think he would want to be. A, I think he'd probably rather take a year off than be a practice squad guy. Would be I think guess. it'd be more likely if he were to be a practice squad guy. I don't think it'd be with us. I think he'd go somewhere else because I think that could also. I mean, make, yeah. One of one of his Rebix articles, he mentioned he looks like someone who could use a change of scenery. And I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, the yeah, years of, said the same thing. Yeah. Here, yeah. 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 Whether it means he actually succeeds somewhere else or not, it's it's at the point where. Uh, he probably is thinking like, okay, it's year four and I'm moving backwards in this organization. So if my career is ever going to progress, I need to go try somewhere else. And if it doesn't catch on, then it's, it's butterfly t-shirts for life. Yeah. And you know, it's just like, you can't keep guys like that around as just depth pieces forever. Like at some point they're going to want more and they're going to want to, you know, prove that they're better than what you're using them for. And maybe he's not, like you said, maybe he is just a career wide receiver six that fields a few punts and makes butterfly t-shirts and is a cheerleader on the sideline. But you don't really know that until he does that. Somewhere I else. bet so he could be a good coach. Maybe. I'm, I'm not know. saying I want him to be a coach on the Ravens. I'm just saying like that. Yeah. I'm sure that that, that is something that, uh, you know, is possibly in his future. He's actually got that, um, you know, like strength and conditioning coach where he's like uh you know rah rah like in everybody's face like hyping him up like that stuff he's got that vibe to him that he could be yeah. in the gym you know weight room at five o'clock in the morning screaming at you to like, you know one more rep yep yeah agree so, i could um, see that chance with his butterfly t-shirts what are the chances that he's listened to that terrible crazy town song butterfly that's a it's, uh, that song is so bad it's good exactly that's that's limp biscuit in general though even though that's not a limp biscuit song it is that's the state of oh, affairs with Limp Bizkit with most new metal. 
I'm sitting here. I was like, what the fuck are these people talking about? And I, yeah, I remember now. Now it's stuck in my head. Yeah, you. 2001. <laughs> remember the dude? 2001. The Drew? dude was on that uh that that celebrity, celebrity like, rehab. rehab, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Doctor Drew. I yep. do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Is he yeah, alive? Can... Probably not. I think he is. Crazy Town was playing shows. Okay. Recently. I don't like, want to say small, you know small club shows, but still shows. Yeah, six people watching. Probably. I'm, He's I like the asshole go. that I go to a bar. I go to a bar and I see a stage set up and I'm like, oh, there's nobody here. Like, I don't have to wait forever for drinks. And then some shitty band comes on and plays. I'm like, oh, that's why. Because everybody else got the memo that these jackasses are playing. <laughs> Doesn't want to yep. be here. Those are the yep, ones basically. I usually go find there. I usually go find their Twitter account or their Instagram account and leave hate comments. Say, you guys suck. You ruined my fucking dinner. Like, go fuck yourself. But <laughs> of course, they see those bands don't check their Twitter. Like they check it like no, once every two years because yeah. they fucking suck and they probably have eight hundred comments like that for people like me or like I just wanted a nice fucking calm meal with my wife and you dickheads well, are playing, the thing. you know Bon Jovi covers fucking sing up key. The more hate comments there are, the actually the better a band will actually do just because the polarization. If a couple people like it, most people they just ignore it. They're like, oh, this is terrible. I'm moving on with my day, and that's how you kill them. If you leave them hate comments and like. You get a reaction out of them, all of a sudden you're giving them attention, doing the thing you yeah, didn't but like, want to do. At some point, they need to understand, like, stay the fuck out of restaurants. Like, go play at, you know, places yeah. where people aren't trying to have dinner. Right. So, like, the, the no, PSA, you know, Will, Will's Hill to die on is that you shouldn't use your phone full blast in public. Mine's that shitty band shouldn't play in fucking restaurants. But anyway, different, different during dinner times, different they should, if they're going to do no, that, they never, should close the never, restaurant. They should, they, should go, they should go play somewhere else. The fuck away from me. Yeah, I don't think live music <laughs> should start in a restaurant. Until after nine o'clock. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You gotta close. You gotta close the restaurant if you're gonna do that. If you serve sit down food, you should not have live music. If you're a bar, then it's a little bit different. But you know, like uh, a fucking a regular ass restaurant should not have some dickwad sitting in the corner with a guitar playing shitty music. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Unless it's like a jazz band or something. Jazz band is whatever because then you feel fancy. No, no, they should fuck off too. (laughs) Oh fuck that! Give me J.K. Simmons. Jimmy, give me J.K. Simmons throwing the fucking symbol at your head. If I wanted, if I wanted fucking music, I'd go to a bar. If I want to sit down and eat dinner and not be bothered by some dick bag trying to live out a dream that's never going to happen, then you know, like I wouldn't go to dinner at that place. It's just not where they belong. They should just fucking go somewhere else. It's the most well, heated I've been at, you know, since fucking Grant's been off. We we miss Grant. This Grant yeah, we like do. Grant, come, other, but... Grant, come back. Take take your time off from practice and come back, yeah. you bastard. Come, come but anywho, that's right. We, but anyway. Speaking so of joint practice. practices, of, yep. Speaking of practice, the Ravens are in a joint practice with the fucking commies, whom apparently some random group is trying to get them to change the name back. But I don't I haven't looked into the into that situation or story enough to really it's comment the guy on it. Who so. has the at, it's the guy who has the at Redskins handle. Did one of those um uh, the fucking the White House.gov petition or whatever the fuck it is, where like you got like uh, seven hundred thousand yeah. signatures on. Oh, that's fun. So, so he's basically it's not, it's trying not, to get cashed off. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of nerds on the internet. But again, I think they should go back to the Redskins, and they'll just be kind of funny. Right, it might as well. And honestly, yeah. you could probably get away with it too if you just change the logo to a Redskin potato. Yeah. No, I mean that. I mean hypothetically, th- that will never happen. But no, of course not. But they will probably change the name though, because Commanders is like universally a joke. Honestly, just change it to the comrades so your so your boy Kip or whatever can just become a full on commies fan. <laughs> change the logo to the hammer and sickle, fucking burgundy uniforms. It's right there. It's right catching there for the face. Joseph, Joseph Kip Sutter's catching strays. 
Yeah, catching I'm just straight for, for no for no reason. Hey man, I'm, I'm yeah, just trying to yeah, help the man stop. out. As just all. just Stalin as a mascot. <laughs> That's <laughs> right, Stalin or Chairman Mao, whoever the fuck you want. Astro, Marks. fucking Mark, could have fucking uh, Pol Pot. Who was Pol Pot? Yep, Pol Pot. <laughs> Fidel, where Fidel okay. Castro? Lenin. Just, like missing. You you could make your official beverage at all your games. Lenin Aid. Do you make the Beatles your um? You know, you're like band of choice, like you do uh, Imagine as like your theme song that you come out to. Is that, is that your running out of the tunnel music? If not that, the Yoshi's Island theme song, because that is literally the fucking Soviet Union national anthem, but played with a melody instead of words. Here we go with Jake's just, random why facts. Why do you know that? Why, do, why the fuck do you know that? Where, do, where does that come from? All the, the worst I'm parts the of internet. my mind. I'm on, the I'm on the internet a lot, and like all I absorb is like random sports facts that mean nothing. But you're like, oh yeah, Yoshi, you know, fucking Super Mario Brothers are pushing communist, you know, shit to children. Yep, yes they were. Yeah. Even even though it's a of, I, I guess game. we just grew up on. I guess we just grew up on different parts of the internet because you know. I mean the I mean the name of the game because he had two. He had Super Mario Brothers World on Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo where. You're trying to prevent the the dog catcher from catching Yoshi, but the Yoshi's Island. You're trying to prevent Child Protective Services from stealing Mario from you. So hey, anyway, let's let's get off of this shit. The commies and ravens are practicing. <laughs> get back on the rails, Jake. But anyway, commies and ravens are practicing. Apparently, Zay Flowers dusted up Manuel Forbes at one on in eleven on elevens, which cool no, it was beans. one on ones. It was was one it one on ones? ones? Well, either way, yeah, he, he dusted torched, them up. He torched two guys. Uh, he torched multiple yeah. people today. Yeah, who's making which people makes, silly? Which yeah, makes he, sense. One on ones, you one on ones, you. It's hard to as a DB to try to take care to take away as a receiver because at that point you're not studying any films. They could literally just do whatever route they want on you. So like, are you taking the inside leverage? I'm doing the out route. Are you taking away the outside? I'm going in. They were where the fuck I was, feel like. It was the way that he beat them that was the more impressive. Uh, the one that I'm thinking of was just a, a straight comeback where he had the corner, like, you know, run five yards past him because how quick and he fall, just stopped. And fall down. down yeah, I mean, he yeah. fell down. So Yeah, so, like, it, that that's the kind of stuff. And, again, like Jake said, you know, one-on-ones are not not fair to the corner. The corner's at the bigger disadvantage there. So, oh, again, like, barely, barely beating him is one thing. But Zay Flowers was putting, you know, he had – on that go route that he beat uh, Emmanuel Forbes on, he probably had five yards of separation there. And then on that comeback route, he probably created, you know, five, six, seven yards of space with how quick he just stopped and turned there. Right. And that's where, and like, where not, he's going to be not, so dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's not human. Once he gets the ball in his hands with that space, it's, I mean, good luck. Yeah, I, it, he's he's the kind of guy that you need three people to tackle, and it's not because he's big and hard to take down. It's because he's just you don't know which direction he's going to go, and you have to make sure you you know kind of block him up from all ways. It's like it's like Lamar. Yeah, yeah. Instead of tackling Zay Flowers, you almost want to like get four people to hug him at once, so that he really has nowhere else to go. Because otherwise, there's a good shot that he's breaking somebody's ankles and somebody's going on a highlight film. So yeah, arm tackles aren't going to work on him either. Yeah, there was that for for positive things from practice. There was that, and there was a. Um, a gun bunch fake toss that turned into a wide receiver screen to Odell that I've probably watched 45 times. Um, like Greg Roman would never do something like that. And so I've just continually just clicked refresh and watched the replay over and over again. And Odell took it for like a touchdown, but they'd stopped trying to tackle him after probably 40 yards. But like, yeah. there appears to be like legitimate wrinkles in this offense and like creative things. And they're showing that day one of joint practices. So I can only imagine how much deeper that playbook's going to go. 
Well, apparently Lamar is uh, like he's finding routes and and play concepts on social media, showing them to Munkin, and they're they're you know inserting them into the playbook. So love that. And this again just completely sinks this fucking idiotic narrative that dumbass. Uh, we haven't le- used the term Legion of Gloom for a long time, but those people when Munkin got hired and they all decided it was a, a nepotism hire um, mm-hmm. that. Lamar Lamar hates, Lamar hates him. That's why yep. Lamar what wasn't signing a an extension. All that bullshit. That was just made up nonsense. We um, should write a book. We should write a book. We should hire a research assistant and just give them some Twitter handles and keywords to search, and then just do like a page by page takedown of all the stupid shit these people have said that has been proven wrong in like five months. Well, these people have pivoted months. now. All of a sudden, because obviously you all remember last year just lamenting wide receivers, the lack thereof, which is understandable, but they weren't going to succeed in the Greg Roman offense. Now they've pivoted back to corners, so they're like, hey, you didn't do enough to okay, yeah, fulfill that year, need. So, like, year, what are we doing? I'm sure they were complaining that we paid Marcus Peters too much money. And now they're like, exactly. oh, my God. You know, oh, my God, like, oh my I want God. Marcus Peters back. Oh he has two picks at Raiders trading camp. Like, settle right. down. Yeah. the fuck are we doing? These people like, back themselves into corners with just dumb shit that they say over and over again of, you know, oh my God, I don't want to overspend on these mid-value contracts. And then like when Jadavian Clowney signs for $6 million, you're going to be like, oh, this cheapskate fuck Eric DaCosta won't sign, you know, fucking Jadavian Clowney for $6 million. It's all just, uh, I want to be mad online today. And so this is what the Ravens are doing that I'm going to be mad about. It's, it's, it's annoying, but like, I think Will and I have killed off enough of them at this point that, you know, they're, they're, they're they got to like, regroup and come up with a new slant yeah because it's not working yeah well and on on clowny i think uh right now it's i'm i'm, I'm assuming his agent is just trying to see so he left who, the jags who, who, yeah offer, right well but between us and the jags which team's going to give more money no so i read that he left the jags with no offer at all they did not offer him a contract and he has a pending offer with the ravens so i don't know if he told the jaguars what number the ravens offered him they're like yeah fuck that we're not meeting that or okay you know, I, I don't, I, and again, this could be, so I heard it on the vault this morning. So that could have been, you know, a misinterpreted tweet because it was not like directly from a Jaguars person. It was, um, I think Bobby read off some beat writers tweet and, you know, it said that he left without a contract offer. So I, I don't know. I, I think that it's a, he's a Raven or he's going to, you know, wait for somebody to like tear an ACL in camp and then he's going to hop in and get more money from that team. Right. I'm not wishing somebody tears their ACL for the record. I'm just saying that that's, you know, the opportunist shit that he must be waiting for. Because if, you know, he's been out there forever and the Ravens are the only team that have a reported pending offer. So well, he either I think wants we, crazy yeah, money or. I think we should be, you know, whatever we offered him, just put one more, put another million dollars on it and get it done. Because I think we need it. I would, yeah, I would give him whatever fucking, if he wants $15 million a year, I'd give him, you know, six, seven guaranteed. And then just give him incentives to work his way up to whatever the fuck he wants because it's a win-win situation at that point. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if it's sack incentives. I don't know if it's snaps played incentives. I don't know if it's games played. Is that whatever the fuck they have to be for it to work out. You know, if you have Jadavian Clowney here and healthy for 17 games, he's going to be worth whatever you pay him. So my, my prediction for his contract that he would get from us would be a two-year deal, $14 million, $6 million signing bonus, veteran minimum salary. So it would be like mm-hmm. seven point. Three million uh, guaranteed year one, and no, and then uh, year two basically like it's a it's a cut year. Yeah, or they do. You know, they've been a big fan of void years this year, so 
You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. they should. And, and, and obviously there would be some incentives on there that might get it up to like 10. Yeah. I, I don't see any harm in bringing him in. And same thing with Van Oy. I don't see any harm in bringing him in. Um, I think and they're William both guys Jackson, that don't, they're both guys that, that really don't need a full camp because they're going to be a no. rotational pass rusher. They have, they have a ton of experience. They're smart. They probably have a playbook already. I would think after coming in, I can't imagine. Offer. Yeah. I can't imagine that either one of them is going to be like, uh, I, this, this idiot can't figure out the playbook. So he can't get on the field type right. guy. They're both, you know, Kyle Van Hoy is only, you know, looking for NFL jobs because he's like a smart player. And that's, yeah. his, you know, um, you know, that's why Bill Belichick trusted him. That's why, you know, the Raiders, I, I assume Van Hoy's going to go to the Raiders, but um, that just right. seems like a Josh McDaniels move, but yeah, you know, I could, I could be wrong there, but I, I think, I think eventually you have to go get Clowney or you have to do something with the pass rush. And I know um, always getting, you know, all kinds of praise from camp. He had three sacks today in the joint practice. Um, you know, everybody's been praising how great he's looked and the job was looked good too, but I just think you need that other guy. I don't, I don't trust the UDFAs or Malik Harrison or, you know, we really don't have that veteran guy. So I, we don't, I we don't know what's happening with Bowser. Right. That, that too. So you, you really don't have any veterans in the front seven besides Roquan and Roquan's obviously not a pass rusher. So you, you right. need that, you know, kind of older guy to hold shit together. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. I think uh, personally Clowney should be, I, 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 I hope he's got a contract in hand signed by the end of the week. Yeah. Same. I mean, it, it's for me, it's really, I don't even care if he has a contract here by the end of the week. It's I just don't want him to sign somewhere else. Yeah. You know, so if it's it's your mythical Houston, uh, you know, scenario where he's like, I'll show up on, you know, August 18th, I'm good with that. As long as he's here before September 10th, I really don't give a shit. That's really all that matters to me. It's the same thing with, you know, people freaking out that Ronnie hasn't practiced in two days. I don't care anymore. Like it Harbaugh is said it is. why. They, Harbaugh said why, though. He said yeah. they were just yeah, man- rest, managing rest his workload. Yeah. yeah. Rest day Ronnie. And that's totally fine because, I mean, that ankle was two full years of rehab. So, I mean, keep that thing he's, fresh. He's soft. And, you know, people don't like to say he, he's soft. He's he's too smart for the position that he plays. And so he thinks way too much about protecting himself for the future. And it, it makes him come off as soft and he doesn't want to practice. And, but I really don't care as long as he's there on Sunday. You know, it, again, like there are guys who need practice. There are guys who need to show up to practice and do well, like uh, J.K. Dobbins or uh, – you know, any of the wide receivers fighting for a spot like Ronnie Stanley is a top five tackle in the NFL. So I really don't care if he shows practice or not. It yeah, really is not a concern to me. No, I agree. I think people get a little bit concerned with him because of how the last few years have gone with kind of the, um, oh, yeah, Ronnie might be practicing this week. And then it goes a whole week and he doesn't practice and he doesn't play. And I think people kind of get like PTSD from that. But the reality is like, who fucking cares? He's he's fine. Harbaugh says he's I mean, fine. Uh, yeah you know, fucking show up for, for week one. That's all I care about. Yeah. Agreed. Well, we've seen, well, we've seen him last year. He's, he's the Jenga piece of the offensive line. When he's out there, it's a much better group. When he's not out there, it's a shit show. I mean, well, and especially this year, the, you know, this year, the unknown is, is playing next to him. So that's, that's kind yep. of, you, you really want him there at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Why do you think Ben Powers got a contract extension? 2021, he looked like shit. And we kept talking about, Fly him into the fucking sun, Ronnie. Stanley no, I comes literally, back, I literally said to drown him in the inner harbor. Like I was, I was multiple weeks in a row. I advocated murdering him in a different gruesome manner. So, yeah, you know, consistently. That, and then Ronnie's back, and like you said, he's all of a sudden like he's getting a pretty big contract. Bozeman got a decent contract, and you know, again, Bozeman also played center too, so that kind of helped. But um, 
but he he got his start as a left guard. Like that's what that's how he broke his way into you know offensive line rotation. So it it makes a big difference playing next to Ronnie Stanley. Um, Morgan Moses went way up in my book today too. Um, I don't know if you know fucking fight night at uh you know M T Bank or Owens Mills practice facility today. Uh, Devin Duvernay stuck way up for me with uh you know just starting you know coming in and finishing that fight. Yep. Uh, slam the guy who got in the fight with Wallace, and then just threw a cheap shot at someone. Well, how about Tylen Wallace though, too? I mean, I like I like to see that. Well, yeah, I like to see the fire. I think that punching guys with close fists when they're wearing a helmet is kind of stupid. So, you know, especially when you're a wide receiver and you need your hands, maybe 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 open hand slap next time. I would just you know advise against what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin or be Tucker, like Mark Justin, Andrews. Get, give him a belly yeah, to belly suplex. Slam. Yeah. Justin Tucker, um, I'm not going to point out exactly one in the video, but he puts on his helmet, and I'm fairly positive he's standing over number 13, kicking him in the back of the head um, at some point in that scrum. But he's definitely in that mix, and I'm pretty sure it was him. But I'm not going to, you know, I won't go highlight it because I don't want him to get suspended. And, yeah, Morgan Moses came in and punched a couple people in the Mark Andrews uh, melee there. So, yeah, I, I like I like the chippiness day one of practice. Um, and I also like that it's not – you know, it, it's guys who kind of are more veteran leaders, I guess, or, you know, it, it's not like some jackass bottom of the roster player. It's kind of solidified guys that are doing it. So like oh, they're yeah. hyped up, like they're ready to go. It's not like it's, you know, player 60 on your roster. That's trying to, you know, get somebody's attention and move his way up to 53. Like it's, it's, you know, Mark Andrews is here for the long haul. Morgan Moses are starting right tackle. Um, you know, if Duvernay's not here, it's because somebody gave us some great offer for him in a trade. So I do like seeing like the, the kind of, you know, more established guys getting getting in on the uh, the the action here. Right. No, I agree. We signed a couple of uh, no name corners. Yeah, I mean, one of them I think will will make the the team. I can't even remember his name. The dude from uh, from the Bears. Um, DeAndre something Carson. Like, uh, Henderson Carson. Yeah, I it feels, got, it's like a, DHC. Yeah, he's, he's got a hyphenated. The last name is Carson, and it's a it's an H. Um, but it's not Hopkins. I keep wanting to say Hopkins. Ed. So Henderson, or fuck knows, DHC. That works for me. Um, Bears fans had nothing but good things to say about him. So I feel like either, you know, Bears fans are a little bit um, shell-shocked, stupid. I don't know, whatever. They've had a, they've had a rough rough run of it. But nobody was like, oh, this guy's trash. So they said that he's, you know, a really good special teams guy, which is why I think he'll probably be the one who sticks around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah, the, he's got uh, the size of a nickel, right? Yeah, he, he's a little undersized, but he picked off Jalen Hurts last year. Um, Hoodie Ramey made sure that, you know, 14 seconds after the news went live that he had a highlight to post of, of him. So that was the one that he chose to share. So hardest working guy on Twitter. I just have to point that out again and said, you know, nobody can search highlights and post them faster than Hoodie Ramey. Not even being sarcastic, like just fucking three seconds after something happens, he's got a video up. It's, it's I don't what know if he has them all bookmarked or what, but. Oh, I feel like he should probably be in school. He's like twelve, but yeah, I was gonna say he mean at eh, school. Oh, it's summer actually. But yeah, yeah exactly. Know. He ain't got know, a young man ain't go got to summer camp. school. And he's go to he's camp, too get young a hobby, to get a hobby. I don't, I don't fucking know. Learn how to tie a knot or some shit in summer school. Yeah, I don't know. go be go be a fucking go boy camp. scout. Godspeed. There you go. Yeah, go to barber yeah. school. Go to barber school. Oh, there's he's no bald, need. So... He doesn't have any hair. Yeah, bald as shit, looking he... like Kai, looking like Caillou. Um. Yep. And then who was the it's, Lions guy that we claimed? Tay Hayes. Tay Hayes, which again, I, he comes Hayes. off as uh camp body. You know, camp body maybe maybe beats out like a I don't know Daryl Worley or um somebody Kevon Seymour or something Kevin like that. Kevin Seymour, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so I had nothing science, but everybody's freaking out and wanting more corners, but I don't know who else you go get was out on the market. Well, because William, also William Jalen, Jackson was intriguing, but yeah, Jalen Armour Davis and uh, Rocky Sin are you know dinged up, so we have more corner depth. It's just that yeah, it's not available right now. So um, if they're confident they're going to be ready for for week one, then people need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean you go out and sign warm bodies to carry that you know winning shirt to twenty seven this year or twenty six. We'll go to twenty six. You know, yeah. But, yeah, so that's really important. That's kind of what you're focused on right now. So you just need the warm bodies to get you to 26, but they're not going to be guys that factor in. And like I said, if that, you know, DeAndre H. Carson, whatever the fuck his other name is. Houston. You know, if he, Houston, there we go. Thank you. Yep. Okay, so DeAndre Houston Carson, like if he makes the 53-man roster, it's because he factors in on specialty. You know, he's not your he's not your number two corner next to Marlo. You're not going to find right. somebody like that. And I think as we've probably said 14 weeks in a row at this point, like, EGC has a proven track record of pulling the trigger on that trade on the defensive side of the ball at a position that he feels like he needs. Every year since he's taken over, he's done it. So I don't know why that would change this year. So if he feels like Rocky Sin is not the move at CB2 or, you know, maybe they sign Clowney and he gets hurt, doesn't work out. Maybe they feels like they need a pass rusher more than CB2. Like he'll go make that move. He brought in Yannick. He brought in Marcus Peters. He brought in Roquan. You know, there's no reason at this point to doubt that he would, you know, go make another midseason move. So I'm all I'm all for the camp bodies, you know, and maybe somebody pops, maybe somebody works out, maybe somebody turns into, uh, you know, a better player than expected. But I really don't. I, I'm just ready for the regular season to come at this point. I think this is all fucking waste of our time. Yeah. We're no, I, yeah, I agree. I'm ready. Most yep, definitely. I want, want CJ Stroud flat on his fucking back with David Ajabo's, you know, fucking I don't know, nutsack in his face, and he just fumbled, you know, first first snap we get to. Fucking teabags him after the yeah. sack. Yeah, just fuck Ohio State. Fuck CJ Stroud. Let's, let's fucking get it. Set the tone. Yeah, I mean, touch back, touch back, touch back, and murder CJ Stroud. That's how the season should start. So. He never beat Michigan, right? If I remember right. Um, He did once. Oh, uh, was it the first? Oh, no, he didn't. The Ryan no, he, didn't. Didn't. The no, he was he was there, but he didn't play. Um, That was Fields, yeah, was right? It? Yeah, that was Fields. It was again yeah. another coward, but you know, different story yeah. for a different day. Wasn't built for SEC football, so he had to transfer to Ohio State like a fucking pussy. I didn't say that out loud. Oh, there you go, man. Well, yeah. there you have it. That's gonna do it for this week's episode. We'll be back next week to discuss this side of the other. Who knows? Maybe Grant will be cut by then. But meanwhile, <laughs> it's time for me to die. Ah! No. It started okay, and then it just didn't work. And it just didn't go well. Well, son of a bitch. I always calm it down. (laughs) I'll take that that one. I'll take that that one. That that was was a half-ass death, but I'll take it. (laughs) Zone 32. 32.